Tuning in today, I'm there at Sports Web CEO, and you know, let's get it cracking. Y'all hear the intro in the background? I hope y'all can hear the intro in the background. I know y'all did. Fly, no chill. What's going on on IG? What's happening? Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. As always on FB, Coach Rich. Thanks for tuning in. My guy there, big guy, Brian Graves. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, y'all. So listen, this is what we're going to do, right? We're just going to get right into what we get into. We're going to fade this out like that. Bam. And now y'all got my voice. Good morning, everybody, once again. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning to my early birds. The early bird gets the worm, so y'all going to get to all the information soon and very quick. Robert Reed is another coach on the list. Thank you, good brother, for tuning in. As always, like I said, Fly Girl has no chill family on IG. So y'all know where I'm at. And listen, before I get into this stuff, though, I, I gotta before I get into it, I, I got to do my due diligence. I have to tell y'all about my weekend. I had a very, let's say, productive, exciting, fun weekend. Filled. It was filled. It was busy. But but like I said, it was well worth it. So started out on Friday, okay, um, and I get a call the day before, you know, um, about a media opportunity to represent Heat One Hundred Radio. And you know me, if anybody knows me, shout out to Boss Lady Two and Monica Mason at Simply Monica Seventy Two on IG. I know she's tuned in, but thank you to her for uh, thinking of me um, and. and taking over that opportunity and it was a blessing and I was glad happy to do it happy to be available to do it now what that was was there there was a young man from Philadelphia his name is Tyree Wallace who has been incarcerated for a crazy number of years for a crime that he has not committed that he did not commit rather okay there is substantial evidence proving that this man did not commit this crime the victim's family have even spoken out and put on notice that this particular young man did not commit this crime but still the system was broken still is broken but the system worked against him 
did not work in his favor and he is still incarcerated. So they had a rally, a peace rally, peaceful rally for him, for him um, in honor of him to attempt to begin the process of getting this sentence overturned. So you can go and check them out. Uh, their Instagram is at Free Tyree Wallace now at F-R-E-E-T-Y-R-E-E-W-A-L-L-A-C-E-N-O-W. If you talk to them, Tony Sports Web sent you Heat 100 row. Heat 100 sent you. So there's two other people um, that I also have to thank in that real quick. Brittany Miller, um, the other person who remembered me from the interview. She did an interview here before, but she remembered me, media stuff, thought of me as well. And also uh, in, all of the in all of the stuff and producing all the information and sharing all the information, I also like want to thank Roxy Rad, Roxy Fab, I'm sorry sharing the information all right so y'all can check that out and i'll probably give y'all that later on or once i post some stuff later on um i'll give y'all all this information again second shout outs to my guy my homie best friend brother cousin homie my guy charles Gendron. probably not tuned in right now but if he is he'll i'll show him this and you know he's always tuned in but he was finally married he was married he got married on saturday so i attended that wedding on saturday and great event you know i'm happy for him congratulations to him and les uh like i said to you both charles you got a good one les charles well les got a good one charles you got an even better one and again welcome my new sister into the family and welcome my homie across the lines um into the nuptials so that was saturday and then yesterday you know, just a fun, just a relaxing day. Um, it was nice and peaceful. You know, we got through all that rain from the week prior to that up until Friday. So that was really good. And then, oh, forget, on Saturday, the last thing I had to give you before I get into the good stuff. Saturday, I met a really, really uh, nice, personable, uh, impressionable gentleman. Um, I posted it um, on Saturday. So you can go back and check that post and see who I'm talking about. But then again, nope, I'm here right now. I'm going to tell y'all who it is. Ran into my guy, Michael Barkan. You know him from Eagles pre- and post-game live, also from Phillies pre- and post-game live. Um, very, very nice, very kind gentleman. Um, stopped and took the photo with me. Um, there's a video clip on there. We have a prediction that we both made. We had a little dialogue there. So y'all go check that out. If y'all check him out, make sure you go follow him. Make sure you remind him that he talked to me and we can maybe do something together. Ryan Dendy, good morning to you also as well on Facebook. So, folks, let's get to it. Let's get cracking. Let's do what we do. I got some news and some updates for you all. So, Michigan State officially fires Mel Tucker. I, I, I kind of don't want to get into that story um, because... In my opinion, there's a lot of shit going on with that story, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Jimmy G, once again, still remains in concussion protocol. Europe sweeps the foursomes at the start of the Ryder Cup, so that's not looking good for the U.S. in the Ryder Cup. The Braves sweep the Cubs, and they clinch home field throughout the Major League Baseball playoffs. Gian, uh, Gian, I'm getting ready to say Giannis like I, like I don't know better, but I know better. Giannis calls the Lillard trade, and I quote, bittersweet. He said, end quote, and he says that's due to the loss of Drew Holiday. Uh, there also is a report lurking around that apparently or allegedly Dame Lillard told the Blazers he preferred to return to the team if not traded to the Heat. So what does that mean? Like I said, we saw what happened with 
the first trade, and then we had Drew there, and they were going to initially move Drew from Portland. And they did that, and like I said in my little intro earlier, unfortunately, the Celtics got Drew Holiday after the Sixers did nothing. But anyway, Dame is now in Milwaukee. What? And then I just read you that quote, allegedly what he said. What, what does that really mean? Does that really mean that if it doesn't work out, that he may want to leave Milwaukee? Or does it mean that in some way, shape, or form, he's going to quietly find his way to Miami? I'll keep my ears to the street, let you know what goes on, what I find out, as always, folks. You know what I do. Saturday night, Jermel Charlo versus Canelo Alvarez. Canelo drops him. Taste that fight in a unanimous decision. 119, 108, 118, 109, and 118, 109. So where's all the nonsense coming up from Charlo wanting to go at Bud? And yeah, well, y'all saw the fight. Y'all tell me what y'all think. Raiders uh, defensive end Chandler Jones was away from a team. He was arrested for uh, domestic violence charges violation. He was bailed out. Later bailed out on from those charges. Kansas dismisses the transfer Arterio Morris after being arrested and charged with rape. Also reports are out that the Blazers, at some time during the season, shut down a healthy Dame Lillard in attempts to improve their draft lottery odds. So, could this be what uh, Jimmy Butler was speaking of when Jimmy Butler put out "Come great, good, good to see you back and appreciate you homie um, is this what they, I'm sorry what Jimmy Butler was referring to when he mentioned that he possibly wanted to see an investigation going on there might be some tampering of course like I tell y'all all the time and y'all should be used to this and it's probably going to sound like the broken record or one of the broken records that I say We'll never know the true story. We're only going to know what they tell us. And, you know, that, that's the point where I come in for you guys. Because with some of the people I know and some of the work that I do, I can get you a little bit more information. But what I do is I get you the best that I can and I try to bring you as closest to the very pertinent and very truthful information that I can. So I appreciate you all for riding with me and supporting me on that. Jackie Bridges, my guy, all the way from Texas. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, WNBA finals are set. Liberty versus the Aces. Former pitcher, former Major League pitcher, uh, Tim Wakefield, passes away at the age of 57. Steelers, Kenny Pickett, suffers a knee injury. Not sure what full extent of that is as of yet um the bears told a healthy scratch mr wide receiver i forget his first name his name is claypool used to play for the steelers to stay home so in this claypool and the chicago bears thing there's a lot it's a lot going on right now um with the chicago bears so some of you like may not know that um but of course me i have a job to do so I definitely, you know, hear this little stuff and I kind of pay attention to this little stuff to figure out and see if I can get a read on what's going on. So it's somewhat unclear, but it's a lot going on with some team issues and some team rules and things like that with Claypool. So 
I mean, I hope he gets it together. I hope um, something can work out. Because, you know, I reported to you last week that they gave him an, actually an ultimatum that if he didn't stop his antics that they would probably release him or whatever. So I'll keep, you know, keep an eye on that and see what happens. Um, okay, thanks, Anthony. Chase Claypool. Appreciate that. And today, believe it or not, like I said, time flies when you're having fun. October the 2nd. So basketball season is just like right around the corner. It's like right there. You can see it. Can't really touch it yet, but you can see it. So media day for the Sixers is today. Already been reports about that James Harden is a no-show. All right. Training camp begins tomorrow. So just real quick on that. Like, well, no, I'm going to hold that until I talk about why the Sixers didn't make a move and how I feel about them not making a move later on down the line. I'll add that James Little Harden tidbit in there. So, We've got some Major League Baseball scores from yesterday. Major League Baseball season concluded yesterday, as you all know. The playoffs begin tomorrow on the 3rd. The Phillies will host the Florida Marlins. They outdid the, they moved up and they got past the uh, Diamondbacks. So the Phillies will host the Marlins. And in the American League wild card, you got. Astros and the Twins, Blue Jays in the race. So, Major League Baseball Sunday closing out the season. Uh, let's see here. Uh, um, okay, so let me let me backtrack a little bit here. I missed some things on Instagram. Um, Uncle Ruckus, uh, thirty-two. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you, Sam Bones. Uh, 30th Street. Thanks for tuning in. Bam, away with you as well. Murder, 808. 88. 808. I'm sorry. You tuned in too. Bang. Thanks for you tuning in. Swizz Marvell. That's my guy. Swizz, Claude, my guy. What's going on, good brother? Gonna be long, gonna be tough for us this winter, man. We better hope Jalen and the guys get it together. Cause it, it come come to that indoor sport. We're gonna be a little tough. We're gonna be a little tough. It's gonna be tough on us. Um so let me get to who what I got here. So I got a comment. Um some on Instagram from Fly Girl Has No Chip. What's up with the Taylor Swift crap? No one cares. Why are they pushing it? Uh, making it making it's pushing it, making them the second most hated team following first is the Cowgirls. Uh, I got you on that. Um, I don't understand what it is with them, uh, everybody, and the, uh, I'm sorry, the Texas Rangers are in the playoffs too. Thanks, Jack, for tuning in, for chiming that in and letting me know that. Uh, appreciate that. See, this is what I got. I got great friends, man. Great friends, locally great friends from across the country. So I appreciate you all. I definitely, definitely do. You guys keep me on my toes as you should. So, Fly Girl uh, has no chill. Um, I don't know what the issue is and why they want to make this thing with Taylor Swift such a big issue. Um, if you think about it, <laughs> and I'm going to do what I do here. I am a sports guy. This is the Sports Rap Podcast. Why isn't anybody talking about the play of the Kansas City Chiefs so far? Yesterday, they played a game against the Jets. They beat the Jets by three points. 
they almost lost to the Jets. They opened the season when they lost to the Lions. So in four weeks, they're 3-1. and one. But it's just me. Nobody's talking about that. All they're focusing on is they're taking, taking away from the game and putting it all into the extra stuff with the Taylor Swift issues and things like that. But let me flip that. And I know some people that might be here, Jackie, you probably going to laugh at this because you're from Dallas and you're a Cowboys fan, but you know the truth and you know where I'm going with this. If it were a team from Philadelphia, hence what goes on with the Sixers, what goes on with the Eagles. So let's stay there for right now. If this were the Eagles at 3-1, and one, and for Tappan's chance, let's say something really freaky happened and they lost that game yesterday. There would be so many media members talking crazy about the Eagles being 3-1. and one. So are they really going to be contenders? Yada, yada, yada. They will come up with the, excuse my language, Mo, they will come up with the shit and spread it as far as they can. But here you have the defending Super Bowl champions for me, and not just because they played the Eagles, because I watched the game, and I've watched the game maybe two or three more times since the live game, in my opinion. Should have went the other way, but nonetheless, they are the world champs. They are. They won it, okay? They got the win. They're 3-1 now. But nobody's saying, is there, is there something going on? What's the question with them? I mean, hell, they even could have put in there, threw in there, if Taylor Swift wasn't there, because you remember, we had that situation when we had the Ben Simmons thing going on when they had the uh, when they had the Kardashian in the sidelines and we kept losing and he kept playing even more poorly than what he was playing. They kind of tried to correlate that. So, why is no one saying that about Kansas City and whatever? That's just me. That was just me on my soapbox, folks. Um, you know, I, I had to, I answered the question um, and I had to get, into it a little bit anyway um and i missed some stuff on the way my guy swiss marvell claude my homie good brother always always coming in with good insight even if he doesn't come live he comments he puts stuff in, in into different perspectives which is something that i like um about him as well other than being a genuine good dude he says yeah man long basketball season but let's leave that negativity negativity alone for now i got you I, i'm gonna do that for you Okay, because we all know what could possibly come from that. Uh, let's see. Rasul215, my guy. Another guy, good guy. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. I appreciate all this love I'm getting this morning, man. So, finishing up with these, getting these baseball scores, man. I got to get these scores in and get them out the way real quick. Red Sox 6, Orioles 1, Dodgers 5, Giants 2. Marlins get blanked by the Pirates 3-zip. Uh, the Nationals get by the Braves 10-9. Angel, uh, Angels wrap up at home uh, over the A's 8-7-3. The Rays get by the Blue Jays 12-8. Cubs get blanked by the Brewers 4-zip. Tigers beat the Guardians 5-3. Astros get by the Diamondbacks 8-1. Twins fall to the Rockies 3-2. Royals get by the Yankees 5-2. Phillies finally get one of the closing games against the Mets 9-1. Padres 2-1 over the White Sox. The Rangers get blanked by the Mariners, 1-zip. And the Reds fall to the Cardinals, 4-3. Like I said, yesterday clinching their spot into the WNBA Finals. The Liberty in a close one take the Sun, 87-83. In the NHL, 
Panthers fall to the Senators 2-1. The Ducks get by the Coyotes 5-4. Blackhawks fall to the Red Wings 6-1. And the last game there, the Avalanche get by the Stars 4-3. All right. Going back to Saturday, NCAA football top 25. Florida, number 22, gets upset by Kentucky 33-14. Number 6, Penn State 41, Northwestern 13. Number 8, USC 48, Colorado 41. I wanted to talk a little bit about that game too. So if I have time, I'm going to squeeze that in um, actually. Number 1, Georgia 27, Auburn 20. Number 2, Michigan 45, Nebraska 7. Number 24 versus number 3, Texas. Texas takes that 40. 14 over Kansas. Number 23, Missouri, 38, Vanderbilt, 21. Number 20, LSU, and I'm sorry, number 20, Ole Miss, and number 13, LSU LSU have added. Ole Miss takes that 55-49. Number 9, Oregon, 42, Stanford, 6. Iowa State falls to number 14, Oklahoma, 50-20. Number 11, Notre Dame fights up. Faces off against number 17, Duke. Notre Dame takes that 21-14. South Carolina falls to number 21, Tennessee, 41-20. Number 12, Alabama gets by Mississippi State, 40-17. Washington, number 7, 31, Arizona, 24. And Fresno State sitting at the bottom there, number 25, beats Nevada, 27-9. So, that's your scores, your updates international stuff, your hockey, your baseball, and, and all that jazz. But we all know what time it is. We all know what it is. It, it's football season, all right? So we got plenty, plenty of football to get to today. All right, so we got some football we're going to get to today, y'all. And I just threw that in there just to wake some of y'all up because we got football. And I'm good because my equals are 4-0. And although the games have been ugly, you know where I'm going with this. The games have been ugly. But we've been coming out with wins. So, again, I've been like I've been telling you that they had been building up to this up until that last Super Bowl run. They are now, in my opinion, in my eyes, one of those teams that we call the really good teams that we know always find something or find a way to win. So, getting back to my guy, Swiss Marvell, on Instagram. He said, look at Cincy 2. And this is in reference to what I was saying about Kansas City. Look at Cincy 2. A lot of people pick them to go to the bowl too. Ultimately, we got to worry about our squad and just keep stacking these wins because the schedule is going to be tough. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about that schedule, but, you know, we got it. Got it going. Jay Blake, number Jay Blake. I'm sorry, Jay Blake five. My guy, thanks for tuning in as always. Um, let's see. Sam Bones, 30th Street said, I think the Eagles are in trouble if they don't step it up. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with that. Uh, because usually how these things happen is they start off a little rugged and then they somewhere in the way they find their rhythm. Something happens and they either gotta get angry about something or they just find their rhythm so again like we said you're working with a new offensive and defensive coordinator and remember these guys have not played all the starting guys have not played all preseason 
and and people will, for sakes of debate and I guess dialogue, and sports arguments, people will say, well, yeah, but well, they still pros and and they should be able to do this and be that lesson. I've I've played a couple of sports. Okay, so just gonna take. I've played. I've coached. And I've been an official. Okay, so I know three different phases of of the game. All right, and as a player. You can only do so much in practice, okay? As a coach, you can only simulate so much in practice. And when I say simulate, simulate, I mean in reference to the new age things that they do now where teams will blare loud music in practice to get the teams some type of headspace and some type of rhythm as to the stadium that they might be going into that might be loud and boisterous. But all in all, practice, even if you're practicing like they've been doing joint practices in the NFL now, even if you're doing those joint practices, when you step on the field, like we say, with live bullets, it's different. Even if you practice with this team all week and that's the very next opponent you play, things get different when it's live. And then when you get into the regular season, things get different when it's real. So... I'm not giving them a pass. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is we've got to be easy right now. Like my guy uh, on Instagram, Swizz Mario said, we have to be careful. We have to be precise and we have to execute and we have to take care of our own business. I sit here and I talk to you guys about everything sports from here to there, whatever. But deep down inside, when I have my fan hat on, I'm a true fan. And I understand where he's going with that. And I have to be true to myself first and foremost. And then I'm true to my team. So, again, the live bullets that come in real games, that mean something. That count. Thanks, Anthony. He says he agrees. Um, Ant Brooks on Facebook. That, that means something. That count. It's different. So. Four games in, still got 13 games left. And again, like we said, like Smith Marvell even brought it up and I read his quote, our schedule don't get, is not favorable for us if we continue to play like this. It's just the truth. Okay? And I accept that, but that's my team. I'm not jumping ship. No, I accept it. But I still feel like we can get through one game at a time. But for all the people that are having doubts now, you got to breathe easy. Okay? What counts is not how you start, it's how you finish. Yesterday, Washington played us tough last year. Washington was the first team to beat us last year. Okay? A lot of people felt like this could arguably be one of those, what they call, trap games. Started that game, it looked like it could have been. But again, like I said to you, you saw what happened down the stretch. The Eagles come back at halftime, they dominated that third quarter. When they needed to score, they scored. Unfortunately, some penalties, some miscues got to them late in that last drive where it shouldn't have went into overtime. But some, like I said, some penalties, some miscues, some lack of attention to detail, poor execution. Got to us, they got down to score. 
But then you turn around and overtime defense did what they had to do. They got the stop, got the ball back for the offense. The offense drives down and we give it to the clutch guy, number four, Jake Elliott, to kick the field goal on the game for us. But, folks, it's going to come together. And for me, like, I'm hoping that this shit clicks real soon. Because if it clicks real soon, then we can go into this stretch that's coming up. Okay, and the stretch is like broken up. So, it, but it's a tough stretch. So, real quick to run through this Eagles stretch. Okay, next coming games, we got Rams on Sunday in LA. Then we got the Jets in New York. Following that, we got the Dolphins at home. Then we got Washington again down there. November the fifth, then we got the Cowboys for the first time. After the Cowboys, we got a bye week. Okay. And which is deserving for what we got right there. All right. It is deserving for what that little bit of stretch is. Uh, we have an almost complete team, in my opinion, every week a different piece falling in place. Yeah, and that's what we say. I'm with you on that. I, I kind of I agree with that. Now, after the bye, this, I think, it is the toughest stretch, in all honesty. At the Chiefs. Home against the Bills, home against the 49ers, and home against the Cowboys. Somewhat of a silver lining is those games are at home. Well, I think that 12-10 game is at the Cowboys. But nonetheless, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, right off the bye. And then we close out the season with Seattle, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Again, that, that's our stretch. So, listen, if we can put it together, we'll begin to put it together in the next couple of weeks, and like Aunt, just Anthony Brooks just said, every week, Something comes into play. All right? So, week four. Scores first before we talk some details. All right? Going back to Thursday, September the 28th, Thursday night football. Detroit, Green Bay. Detroit takes that game 34-20. Moving into yesterday, Sunday afternoon. Atlanta at Jacksonville. And this is the London game. It's crazy. Like, Jacksonville went to London this week. And then they go back to London next week which is really weird for, for me. But anyway, they take that game across the pond 23-7. to seven. Miami at Buffalo. Miami falls 48-20. Talk a little bit about that because you see they 50 points shorter than what they scored last week. They got beat by 20 this week. Or well, 28 this week. So they didn't score that 70. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Denver at Chicago. Hmm. Here we go. Could this be something? Denver gets a win, 31-28. Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland falls 28-3. Cincinnati at Tennessee. Tennessee takes that 23-3. What is going on with Cincy? Like Cole said, people aren't talking about that much either. But remember, Joe was the guy. Joe Burrow was the guy. Joe Cool. They made it that Super Bowl run. And now look, where are they? I think are they are they 0-3 or are they 1-4? 1-4? 0-4, 1-3, I'm not sure, whatever. But Rams at the Colts, Indianapolis, in a fight, falls to the Rams, 29-23. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, uh, the Bucks take that 26-9. Washington at Philadelphia, in overtime. I'm being funny here now. In a thriller, no, I'm just kidding. In, in, a, in a tight one, um, shouldn't have went to overtime in my opinion, but nonetheless it did, and the Eagles prevailed 34-31. Minnesota at Carolina. Uh, Minnesota takes that 21-13. Pittsburgh at Houston. 
Some tough injuries for Pittsburgh. They fall 30-6. to Las Vegas at the Chargers. Raiders and the Chargers. Chargers take that game 24-17. Um, okay, let's see. My guy, Clyde, you double-dipping double here, Clyde. I see it, Claude. I see that. Uh, let's see. On Facebook, he comes in and he says, Listen, we struggled last year against the Colts, the Titans. Lost to the Commanders at home. We weren't perfect last season. Absolutely. People saw the outcome and forgot the journey. It's a process. We are getting there. Hopefully, we'll be healthy and ready for a good run back at it come in the regular season. Listen, Claude, Lyle's things you just said, great, appreciate those great points. And that's some of the things that I just mentioned. I just mentioned, like I said, we know it usually works where you start off a little slow, a little sluggish, rugged, and then you glide yourself into a rhythm. And like I said, it, it, something's going to happen, and it's just going to click like it did last year. Something happened, and in my opinion, I think it was that Washington loss. After that, what happened? Like you said, Claude, they forgot the journey. So, so it, it's media. It's tape on it. You can go back and check it out and, and see it. And I think not so much because um, the way this game played out yesterday, but there's some games where uh, you never know. So let's get back a little bit. Um, I got got some stuff I missed on IG. Um, while I'm here, Anthony Brooks on Insta on Facebook. I'm sorry. He says right, especially when you basically had no preseason. Absolutely. Uh, Swift Claude left his, his last comment on IG. He said a lesser team would have lost these games. I get it. Don't look pretty, but we're getting there. Yes, like you said, bringing in the new coordinators isn't easy. That's why you use to serious communications yes uh sam bone says no no practice but the game not practice but the game in my ai voice yeah um then he says as he answered sam bone said you answered his question um claude on ig um no chili says good insight but um love it see you next time Thank, thanks for tuning in no chill appreciate you um yeah so it, it's it's gonna happen you know, and like I said, my guy, Claude, he just said people forgot the journey. You have to remember the journey because, in my opinion, and this is no disrespect to Miles Sanders, our running back position has gotten better, significantly better, in my opinion. And it took the Eagles one game to find that out. So that's how you know, or that's in my opinion, that's how you know and you can kind of feel that it's going to come together. Arguably, it could be taking a little bit longer than the average fan expects because of the schedule, because of the teams that, that we have already faced. And like uh, my guy said, some teams would have lost those games. A lesser team would have lost those games. But like I said, the Eagles are in that category now, in my opinion, of teams that are really good and know how to win games. All right. Uh, left off at the Chargers game. So we at... Dallas at New England at Dallas. Dallas takes that 38-3. Arizona, San Francisco. San Fran 35, Cardinals 16. And then the nightcap last night, like I briefly mentioned to you earlier, is Kansas City at the Jets. Kansas City takes that 23-20. Uh, closing our week two tonight, Monday night football, uh, Seattle at New York football Giants. So that's that. Now, before I get into this little Eagle stuff real quick, Let's talk this Miami game. So do we think Miami shot their load uh, last week against 
Who did they score that seven against Denver? Uh, did they show their blueprint um, in that game uh, against Denver? Did they have something going on that Miami saw, I mean, that Buffalo saw before? Or was Buffalo prepared a little bit more? Um, You know, when you go in to face a team that just scored 70 points on another team, I'm sure somewhere in your thought process, somewhere in your game plan is like, we are not going to let them score 70 points. They are not going to beat us like that. I don't care what we do. Because I know that would be in my repertoire. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what I think, Antude. I think they just had a, a really, really, really great game last week. Um, Again, even with the talent and the speed and all that that they have, um... Uh, let's see, Sam Bones, 30th Street on IG says, thanks for all the insight. Not all Eagles fans would have answered in the way that you guys did. We appreciate that. I appreciate that, um, Sam Bones. Thank you for acknowledging us and myself for that. Uh, did I still have questions about the coaching staff of Miami. Um, I still also have questions about the overall continuous health of Tua. Because we all saw what happened last year. We also saw, and I talked to you all about it, how that situation was mishandled or it was handled so poorly that the NFL had to get involved. So, again, me not... Wishing any injuries, any bad karma on anybody, anything like that. Talking football, though. And and the way that the game has changed, quarterbacks have still been been protected. I mean, a lot more than what I was used to um, in my younger days. But you couldn't expect them to have another game like that especially not back to back it was not in my opinion i don't it was no way that that could happen to have a game like that back to back so like anthony added in um and i also agree with that they had a really really good game last week and then you played a team that is a team physical you score they can score okay um again i understand miami's offense is what it is you know, but when the Eagles get clicking, their offenses they may not have the exact speed, but their 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 offense is just as potent. Okay, um, other teams have potent offenses as well. Like I said, Buffalo. Uh, when you look at Kansas City, when if they get on a roll, they can be trouble. Um, don't know many others, uh, but you know there are other teams that can have. Now, I won't say greater games of scoring is that, but there are the teams that can be very formidable on the, on the offensive end. And I have questions, like I said, I have questions about the coaches in Miami. Young, very young. And I also have some questions on my own about the defense. Okay? And, and when you think about it, 
and me being an Eagles fan, of course, and being a football fan and, and doing what I do sitting here, I see the Eagles in a better position, in my opinions and my thoughts only, because the Eagles can wreak havoc on both sides of the ball. They can tear your defense up on the offensive end, and then they got defense that can tear your, tear your offense up. So they can do it on both ends. And everybody's going to have questions, especially now the season started. You saw the way the Eagles played yesterday. You saw the way Miami played yesterday and then Buffalo. People are going to have questions regardless. From game to game, week to week, quarter to quarter, play to play, whatever. It's going to be questions all the time. So you're not going to elude that at all. The, the job, I think, for players in these NFL teams and in these pro teams is to try to eliminate as many of those questions as they possibly can. Because like I said, they're not going to eliminate all of them. But it's their job to try and eliminate as many of them as they possibly can to attain the success that they look for um, in that season, you know, in that goal. So, we talk some Eagles now, right? And I know my people are here and we got some stuff to talk. So, again, ugly game for the Eagles, but we were pretty much... Near our averages, um, total yards, we've been averaging in that 400 range. Total yards yesterday, 415. All right. Again, Jalen Hurts looked better yesterday than he did last week, of course. Got the ball to A.J. Brown a lot, and I'm going to give you his stats in just a second. But the quarterback comparison for yesterday, Sam Howell, 29 of 41 for 290 yards, 7.1 average, one touchdown, no interceptions. He was sacked. Five times for 32 yards. Jalen Hurts on the other side, 25 of 37, 319 yards with the 8.6 yard average, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and only took three sacks for a loss of eight yards. Um, the Commanders had the ball approximately six minutes, five minutes, six minutes more um, than the Eagles. Uh, let's see, Claude. Thanks, bro. Got to get back to work. Keep doing your thing, and hopefully the team keep stacking the wins. Go Birds. Yes, indeed, Claw. Appreciate you tuning in, man, for the little short time that you could. I definitely, definitely, like I said, definitely um, enjoy our friendship since we met uh, through Baldy and whatever, and definitely respect and um, appreciate your um, chime-ins when you chime in. Always all, always good, precise, and pertinent incident. Appreciate you, good brother. Um, first downs. Commanders had 26. The Eagles ended up with 23. Passing, first downs, 12 for the Commanders, of course, six, 14, I'm sorry, for the Eagles. Six rushing first downs, nine rushing first downs for the Commanders. Penalty first downs, five for the Commanders, uh, three for the Eagles. All right. Um, rushing yards, three yards separate them. Commanders rushed for 107. The Eagles rushed for 104. I felt like they should have been... Using utilizing DeAndre Swift a little bit more yesterday. Um, yes, sir. Enjoy it, man. Make sure that you sit with everybody else that's going to take over that LA stadium like we always do. Appreciate it, man. Safe travels. Safe travels as well, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. So, receiving yesterday, still on the Eagles stats, receiving yesterday, uh, AJ Brown got his work in. And, and people. Everybody was talking about 
or not everybody, but there were a few people talking about the little dust up on the sideline last week, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts and then Devontae Smith. And then the coach comes in and the coach comes in and smooths everything over. So, you know, those guys talk. And, and again, me being in that position, sometimes things get heated in conversation. That doesn't mean that we, we separate and we falling apart. It means that, look, I'm open. You, you can get me the ball, too, because I'm, I'm here. You know, I understand what's going on, but I'm here. But then if you notice, I think it was the second touchdown that A.J. Brown got. Him and Jalen had another moment on the sideline. And me, doing what I do, paying attention, I read some lips. Jalen said, y'all told you we was going to do this together. I told you. We'd do it together. But we got a main goal. And then A.J. Brown briefly in his post-game interview said, yeah, you know, I understand. Sometimes it, 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 I ain't going to get a lot, you know. But that's just the nature of the, that's the competitive nature of the sport. And then a lot of people were like, diva, diva. And I get it. I get it. I'm personally not going to call him a diva right now. I just feel like he's just that competitive. And, and he feels like when he's not, he feels like if it's a play going and he feels like he had an advantage and he feels like he can keep getting an advantage, then he'll say, yo, get me the ball. You know, it wasn't this much talk about these types of situations um, with Keyshawn Johnson when he said, just get me the damn ball. Other receivers have demanded the ball, and it wasn't this much. So go back to what I said earlier. And remember when I said if it was a Philadelphia team, then it would be all the talk and all the chatter on it. Y'all did hear me, right? So go back and think about what I said. And that last comment I just said, like I said, everybody's talking about now, A.J. Brown is a diva and yada, yada, yada. But what I said before was nobody's talking about Chiefs and this, that, and the third. But I also said if it had been the Eagles, like in this situation it is, now he's all of a sudden a diva. I'm going to leave that there. Let that marinate for y'all. Y'all give me your opinions. Y'all know where it's at. Sports rap. Podcast LLC is a group page on Facebook, Instagram at Sports Rap CEO. So y'all got comments on that? Chime in there, let them in. Also, if you want to talk, two one five two eight seven one six seven two. And now that I just said that. Getting back to my other stuff from the beginning, um, I forgot to mention my guy, and I'm apologizing to you right now. And it just popped in my head. He hasn't chimed in yet, but I'm sure he will, and I'm sure he definitely will. If not, he'll get to me later. My guy, when I was at that rally set Friday, um, I turn around and I see my brother, the top op, and the uh, Tone Trump. So shout out to him for being there too as well. And I forgot to do that earlier, and then I got caught up in my, 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 do, in my doing what I do. But it just clicked on me, I remember. So I had to come back and shout you out real quick. So had to get that in there. Now, A.J. Brown yesterday, he was targeted 13 times. Came down with nine receptions, 17 and a half yards, uh, average, or was that 175? I forget, whatever. But his average was 19.4. Yeah, that was 175 yards. Yeah. Average is 19.4. Two touchdowns, his longest was 59 yards. Devontae Smith targeted nine times with seven receptions, with 78 yards. 11.1 average, no touchdowns. His longest was 37 yards. Dallas Goddard, four targets, two receptions, 25 yards total, 12.5 average, no touchdowns. His longest was 17 yards. On the rushing attempt where I felt like the Eagles should have done more of, just in my opinion, DeAndre Swift, 
14 attempts for 56 yards, four yards of carry, one touchdown. His longest was eight. Jalen Hurts rushed the ball for nine attempts for 34 yards, 3.8 yard carry, no touchdown. His longest was 24. Kenny Gainwell, um, four attempts, 14 yards, 3.5 yard average, one touchdown, no touchdowns, and 13 yards was his long. So, again, we, we talk about how we got the Eagles and, and we talk about how the games have been ugly and all of that jazz. So, people, we, we got to, like I said, we, we got to relax. You know, kind of like that Aaron Rodgers thing back a couple years ago when it was R-E-L-A-X. He said, told people to relax. We have to take a breath, okay, because they are winning. So these few games that they've played, the games that they should win, they have won. And this is what good teams do. And I think the rhythm is going to come. You know, because they know just like we know the stretch that's coming. And there's a tough one coming Sunday. Got to fly across country. You got to play the Rams. Now, in my opinion, I don't know about their defense other than Aaron Donald. Um, because the cornerback's not there anymore. So I'm a little questionable about that defense. Um, and, and, you know, one way you kind of attempt to neutralize a big stuffer in the middle is they'll probably run the ball a lot. And that's going to open up the passing game. And you know we can do in the passing game, but we've got to run the ball Sunday. You have to run the ball because you're not going to block Aaron Donald all game. Okay, He's going to make plays. That's who he is. So you kind of have to run the ball at him, where you can get two hats on him at the same time or whatever, And but you got to run the ball. And I think they'll be successful in running the ball, and I think they'll win the game. But then, like I said, you get somewhat of a break, but not so much a break when you play the Jets because you have to go there. And we all saw last night how the Jets played Kansas City. And then following that, you come back home, and then you got the Dolphins. So... Some things, things are going to get tough. Okay, we we definitely know that. But again, like I said, I think and I feel that things are going to come together sooner than people expect, sooner than people believe. Okay, because understanding this team and seeing this team from last year's journey, their attitude, their swag. They don't take things lightly. Okay? And I'm sure that this Washington Commanders game, game two, will be different. Just like it was last year. Game two will be different. I'm so sure of it. So, folks, don't worry. We're going to enjoy this win from yesterday. We're going to enjoy these four ugly wins because they are wins. And we are one of the few undefeated teams in the NFL right now. Hopefully we can push this as long as we can. Alright? So you got you gotta have confidence, you gotta have faith, and you gotta stay. You gotta stem the wave. You gotta stay the tide. Okay? You have to. Other than that, I mean, if you don't do that, then what are you in it for? You understand? I think I just saw Mike Mike Kelly. Yes indeed. Chime in with the thumbs up. Appreciate you there. 
Another one. Texas Brewers. My guys, Jackie Bridges and Mike Kelly, thank you both for tuning in all the way from the big state of Texas. Appreciate you guys as well. So, in all of this, again, we have a 4-0 team. And our fans here are doing what they do. You know, that they have questions and all of this and got to fire the defensive coordinator and fire the offensive coordinator. He got to go and this and that. It's like, listen, listen. It's a new system, folks. And, again, like I said, you have to remember, they're calling these plays under live bullets now for guys who haven't played together all preseason. They practice together. But in practice, it's easier because offensive line, you're not really blocking anybody. And then the quarterback can't be touched. So he has time to see everything. But again, that's what practice is for, for you to see it. But again, like I said, it's different when it's real life, live bullets, live game action than it is in practice. Even when you're playing, even when you're practicing against your teammates that know to play, arguably know to play. When you get up against that other team and live bullets, when it counts, when it means something, it's different. It gets different. It just does. You know, if you haven't played, you won't understand or anything like that. But anybody that's tuned in that has played any sport, coached any sport, uh, refereed any sport, you know, it gets different. When you get to them live bullets, like we say, and I keep saying that, when we get to that, it gets different. It's way, way different. But again, the Eagles, I think, will be fine. Um, no worries in this in this at all. Uh, again, we saw how when holes came up last year, how he plugged those holes immediately. Um, again, a defensive line now. I don't think, and, and you haven't even scratched the surface on the two studs, the two young studs that are in the middle. You got Fletcher Cox looking like he's rejuvenated. Brandon Graham looks like he's a little bit rejuvenated. And I tell you, like I said, these guys have something about them. Their swag and and and, and their team It's just like they, they got something on their back. Not so much their back, but they got something on their shoulder from the, from the way last season ended. With some of the guys, you can see it. I mean, I think you can see it. I think that's part of what A.J. Brown was talking and a little bit of mixed in there. You can see it. You see, like I just mentioned, Fletcher Cox is looking like he's rejuvenated somewhat. Brandon Graham. So you see it. And if you pay attention to the things that go on on the sideline when you're watching these games, you can pick up on a lot of stuff. Pick up on a lot. And, I mean, I do it because I do what I do, and I have to, but I pick up on a lot of stuff. Good morning and blessings to you, good brother. Stan Groovy Laws, appreciate you, my guy. You know, I pick up on a lot more stuff than people, than the average fan picks up on. And again, like I said, because I, it's a change for me. Um, When I'm watching all sports now, it, 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 I look at a lot of things differently now because I do what I do. So, and a lot of times I have to bring information at some point. And I have to pay attention to a lot more, like I say, a lot more than the average fan is paying attention to when they're watching the game. So, let's move on, people. Lots of time here. And, like I mentioned in my open, we all know about the trade. We know about the trade. 
two trades, rather. Uh, I'm going to hold my picks for later before I close out. But we got the two trades. And we're going to slide into some NBA action right now. Don't forget, tonight closing out week four in the NFL. Again, Seattle is in New York to play against the New York football giants. So, we had been talking and talking and talking about the James Harden situation. And then we had also been talking about Dame Lillard and him wanting to be traded to Miami. And then we got the backstory. You know, Miami backed out and wasn't enough here, assets and whatever, whatever, whatever. For a short time, I'm going to guess maybe a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks or so. There were thoughts that... um Something was going to happen, but just no timetable, no time frame on it. Then all of a sudden, pow, boom, bang. I think this was Friday. It wasn't Friday. It might have been Wednesday. I look up. There's a trade. Blazers, the Bucks, and Suns. In this deal, this is how I went down. Portland Trailblazers acquired Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a 28 unprotected pick swap, a 29 unprotected first, and a 30 unprotected unprotected pick swap. The Bucks get Damian Lillard. Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So then we heard the reports that the Portland Trailblazers were ready to go, so now that they moved in, now that they all in on the young guys, Anthony Simons as the starting point guard. So they wanted to move on from Drew Holiday. Immediately after that, we hear Sixers are interested, and we got all the stuff that you expected. Oh, they're interested. They're heavily interested. You know, this was the start of the process, so this, this could be full circle. What would it take to bring Drew? Then you hear, oh, they're heavy on the case. Of course, they did their due diligence. They have to. They kind of have to tell you that. And then we look up, and the Blazers make another deal. To the Celtics of all people, Stan, I know you're still probably listening. I know you like this. But of all people, you let the Celtics, Daryl Morey, Elton Brand, Josh Harris, whoever else I need to talk to in that front office, can I schedule a meeting? Can I schedule a therapy session? Something. Or can I just schedule a sit down and chat so y'all can help me make it make sense as to what your thought process is? Anyway, here's the trade. Trade number two. Portland Trailblazers will receive Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, the Celtics 29 unprotected first, and the pick that they got from the Warriors in a trade which is a 2024 first-round pick. So that's next year's first-round pick. Celtics get Drew Holiday. Arguably one of, if not the best, defensive wing guard in the league. You pair that up with two of arguably the best wing players in the league. And don't get me wrong, Drew's no slouch on the offensive end either. I like Drew when he was here. I was a little, I was very disappointed when that process started, but it, when I was very disappointed when it had to be him that was in the mix. So, as a Sixers fan, as a podcast host, guy who has a job to do, 
guy that tends to talk to a lot of people. Like I'm talking to a lot of people right now. But I also talk to some other people. I don't I don't understand how nothing came to fruition. Because I wasn't in the rooms, I wasn't there, so I can't say that there was no dialogue. I can't say that. I can't cannot confirm that there was there was no dialogue in the situation. But where I'm confused is you know the situation with Hart. And like I told you, he didn't show up for media day. Arguably, training camp starts today or tomorrow. So he's pretty much not going to be there for that either. But like I mentioned to you before, with the new CBA, the Sixers can kind of have a stronghold on him where they can hold block him from being a free agent at the end of the season if he does not come report to work within 30 days. So maybe they're just sitting around twiddling their thumbs to think, oh, maybe somebody can talk to this guy. Maybe he'll show up in the frame or whatever. I don't I don't understand how you were not as, as aggressive, in my opinion, as you should have been. Like I said, we got the stories, we got the backdrops, oh, they're interested. Now they're heavily interested. You know, we even got the trade scenarios and the trade proposals of, or possibilities of what they could give up to get him. And still, nothing happens. Then you look, and Boston slides in under the door and snatches him up. So you've got arguably your two biggest rivals in the East who've gotten significantly better. And you are basically the same. And I get you bringing Pat Beverly, yeah. And again, for me, the Pat Beverly situation, like I mentioned when it happened, is one of those situations where I look at it as I understand what he does on the court He's that net, that irritating bug, and can do some things for you in running the offense and whatever. But I look at that as like, okay, now I don't have to deal with that on a regular. He's on my team. Somebody else has got to deal with that. So it's a plus for me, in my opinion, a small plus there for those reasons that I just mentioned to you. And then you bring, you bring in Kelly Oubre. And again, not a bad signing. Okay, it gives you some spacing off the bench. People argued and talked about the Danny Green thing. I understand the situation with Danny Green. It's different. It's a little different than just basketball. Let me say, it's not more different, a little different than just basketball. It's a little different than just playing basketball in Danny Green's situation. That's how I feel about that. All right? But Oubre, a good addition, but not even going into the fact and the points that he was a Sixer, he was drafted by the Sixers, had a very good season, became an all-star for the first time with the Sixers. Not even all of that. You understood immediately, even before the Celtics were put into the mix or came into the mix anywhere, you understood what happened. But Damian Lillard is now playing with Giannis in Milwaukee. How is it going to work? We still don't know yet. We still have to see it. But on paper, you see that, and then you hear, oh, Drew's, going to be available you got to make some more effort you have to make a lot more effort and and I, I understand where you are with the maxi situation and I totally respect it I kind of appreciate that a little bit because I love the kid 
I don't want to see the kid go anywhere either. But I understand. But besides that, you have to make, in my opinion, more, more of an astringent effort to see what's going to happen and see how you can get Drew Holiday back in the Sixers uniform. I'm not going to say it solves all your problems. But now it alleviates the BS behind James Harden for temporarily for temporary purposes. Okay. Now, I don't really think that this James Harden thing is going to be all year long again. Like I said, at some point if nothing happens, he's supposed to show up in 30 days or he'll you know, he'll he'll get the ramifications at the end of the season. So be it. If that's what you want to do, that's what you do, fine and well. I'm going to take some minutes today after the fact, and I'm going to listen to Daryl Morey. I'm going to listen to Nick Nurse. I'm going to listen to whatever players were made available for the podium as press conferences as media day was today, was held today. And maybe Monday, um, if not Monday, I don't know. I think Monday's a holiday, but whatever. When I'm next time back, I'm going to give you, I'm going to break some stuff down and talk about stuff, and I'm going to give you some stuff that I heard and how I feel about some of the stuff that I heard. Um, and it is it is going to be tough um, come basketball season. But again, on the other side, being an optimist, having a lot of hope, <laughs> and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here with you all right now. Like I said, having a lot of hope. What if, what if, the team now, the makeup of this team with the new coach, plays better than we expect them to be or does better than we expect them to do. It will be a great thing. It would. But, you know, we, we won't know how all this is going to work out. Um, I, I hope that the organization, the front office, can keep this James Harden thing from being the star of the show. We all know how he can be. We know how some of these other stars can be. But they have to do their diligence and, and and deal with and focus on the guys that are here. Guys that want to be here. The guys that you have that are going to be on your roster that could possibly be in your rotation that are going to play for you. And deal with that the way they need to deal with it. But you can't make it the star of the show. It's my opinion. You can't make that the star of the show. Because it is what it is right now. You know, um, basically he's under contract. So all pro, a lot of promos and everything for all intent purposes, he's on the roster. But I'm sure that there are going to be game plans and everything made for him not to be playing. Has to be because he's not there. So it has to be. But, again, front office, Elton Brand, Daryl Morey, Josh Harris, all of you guys. Nick, even trickles down to the coaching staff, too. Nick Nurse, uh, Rico Hines. And Rico Hines has a good relationship with plenty of players around the league. It, it's your guys. And, and, you know, some of the leaders on the team, the players as well, Joel Embiid and, and Maxie and Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker. It's also on you guys a little bit, too, to make sure that you guys focus. And, again, like I said, not make this James Harden issue the star of the show. You know, um, I think he's in a way where 
he's being somewhat unrealistic with himself right now. And I say that because of the market and the way it is now. If it wasn't for the market being what it is, he would have been traded already. If it was something there. I mean, there's a reason that he opted in to his last year of this contract. And I get what he did last year and whatever and, you know, give me whatever, yada, yada, yada. But you looked at free agency, apparently, and these are just my thoughts, and this is how I think or how I feel this thing played out. There wasn't a market for you. So you figure, all right, I'm going to do the other route. I'm going to opt in, and then I'll see if I can get traded. But that cooled off. So sometimes I, I don't understand the thought processes of some of these star athletes. Um, sometimes I don't understand how the people behind him or not reiterating this to him unless you're just like okay with him not being able to be if he doesn't become a free agent then that means he'll still be a Philadelphia 76er if the idea is to not be a Philadelphia 76er then you do everything in your power to come in and not be a 76er which means you come to camp and when they facilitate a trade they make that trade again like I've mentioned way back when we were talking about the Ben Simmons situation and other situations I tell you, I, I give John Wall a lot of respect for how he handled this situation. I think it was when he was in Phoenix or wherever he was at. But he bit I mean Houston. And it got to the point where he didn't want to be there anymore. But he was, in my opinion, the consummate professional. When he said to them, I don't want to play for you anymore. I want to play for a contender. But I will come to work. I'm just not going to play in games. I'm cool with that. Because it wasn't a big issue. It didn't have a black cloud over the team. He didn't interrupt anything that was going on with what they were doing as far as them trying to progress and grow. And then he ultimately is not there anymore. He got traded. So it can work in your favor. But now, again, like I said, now with this new collective bargaining agreement and the stipulation that's in there, and I'm sure the Sixers are well aware of that. And I think with this way the situation is going now that they could arguably possibly be kind of holding that to possibly think about using that in their crazy thought process as some type of leverage. But we'll never know the true, true essence of what is going on. We'll never know why the exact fact is that James Harden says that Daryl Moore is a liar. And I mean, and if it comes down to all of it being that he said he was going to make a trade for you when he hasn't done it, I mean, I, in my opinion, and if, if that is the situation, I call BS. Because it's a business. It's not like I, I can't just say, all right, I'm going to give you James Harden, you give me him, him, and him, and him, and him, and then I want something else. It doesn't work like that. I guess a lot that goes into these trades that a lot of people and fans don't understand and don't know. Like, money's got to match, and then you got to... And then you think about it. When you're in the business, and Daryl Morey has said this, and this is one of the one of the very few things that I, I think made a lot of sense um, from him and a lot of sense just in general. He said, when you make these types of moves, when you make trades, your idea is to make a move that makes your team better or significantly better. 
If that deal is not presented to you, do you just take it just to make a deal? So here we are again with this same situation. And a lot of the same players, a few of the same players involved for an officer to fill up the 76ers. Again, like I said, I don't understand. I don't know why you were not fully, fully engulfed in this Drew Holiday thing a lot more than you should have, than you probably were, in my opinion. I mean, I'm just, I'm just guessing here, speculating. I don't know how heavy they were, but I just feel like from the way things played out that I felt like they should have been a lot more heavily involved in it. All right, so again, like I said, for the Sixers, uh, feels like it's going to be a long season unless basketball guys shine down on us and something happens um, that we get better. And, and, you know, and like I said, if it somehow happens that this team ends up being better than what we all and a lot of people expect it to be, I'll take it. Take it and run with it. So training camp opens tomorrow. Again, today's media day, and like I said, um, you'll probably be able to catch stuff all over the news and whatnot and all over social media. But training camp officially opens tomorrow. Um, Harden, again, was a no-show for media day. Sixers preseason schedule. Uh, October the 8th, which is a Sunday, are at Boston. Then October the 11th, that following Wednesday, they are here against Boston. And they're like, why do we got to play them twice? It's like, we saw the trades and, and we just lost to them in the playoffs. And then we got to play them twice, the first two games of the preseason, the following season. Like, really? Then we got October 16th at the Brooklyn Nets. They're not the final game, um, October 20th against the Atlanta Hawks. Sixers open the season, regular season play, October 26th in Milwaukee against Giannis and Dane and the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks. Folks, I thank everybody for tuning in. I got to give you some schedules here today. Um, like I said, Major League Baseball kicks off tomorrow. I gave you those schedules earlier. We got some NHL games tonight. The Senators and the Penguins, the Bruins and the Flyers, Canadians and the Leafs, the Islanders and the Devils, the Blues and the Blue Jackets, the Jets and the Flames, and the Oilers and the Kraken. All right, so here we go. Closing out. I got to go picks week five NFL coming up Thursday, October the 5th, the Bears at the Commanders. Well, I like the Commanders there. Then we move into next Sunday. Second game for Jacksonville across the pond. They play the Bills. I like the Bills in that game. Uh, Texans and the Falcons. I like the Texans there. Panthers and the Lions. I'm going with the Lions at home. Titans, Colts. Kind of like what I see from Anthony Richardson here. So I'm going to go stretch here a little bit. I'm going to go Colts at home. Giants, Dolphins. I'm going to go Dolphins at home in Miami. Saints and the Pats. Believe it or not, folks, I'm going to pick the Patriots at home. Ravens and the Steelers. Questions about Kenny Pickett with the knee injury. I'm going to go Ravens on the road. Eagles at Rams. Again, I'm not 100% sold on that defense out there other than Aaron Donald. I'm going to go Eagles at home. I mean, Eagles on the road. Bengals, Cardinals. This might be a good game for them. I'm going to go Bengals on the road. Jets, Broncos. Uh, tough ones here. 
But because of their defense, I'm going to go Jets on the road. The Chiefs and the Vikings, I'm going to go Chiefs on the road. Cowboys 49ers, I'm going to go 49ers at home. And next Monday, Packers, Raiders, of course, quarterback situation in Las Vegas. I'm going to go with Jordan Love and the Packers on the road next Monday. So, folks, thanks everybody that tuned in. Everybody on IG. Uh, Uncle Ruckus 32, The Voice No Fly Girl Has No Chill, Sam Bone 30th Street, Murder 880, Swiss Marvell, Rasul 215, J Blake underscore 5. Also on FB, Coach Lowell Rich, my guy Brian Graves, Coach Robert Reeves, my homie Ryan Dendy, another homie Anthony Brooks, my guy Claude Robinson, my brother. Staying Groovy Laws, good thank, good blessings to you as always. And my two guys all the way from Texas, Jackie Bridges and Mike Kelly. Folks, you know where to find me each and every week, Mondays right here live in studio. But also you can get me all week long on social media. Facebook, Sports Red Podcast LLC is the group page. Okay? Instagram, at Sports Rap CEO is where you can get me. You can also get me at Sports Rap CEO on Twitter or X and TikTok. Also, folks, get to the webpage, sportsrapradio.com. All right. Also, YouTube. Listen, everybody that tuned in today, everybody's name that I just read off on Instagram and Facebook, I need y'all to do me one favor. I need all of you, all of you, and you can tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend as well. I need all of you to get over to YouTube, search Sports Rap TV, subscribe to my channel. Y'all watch me every week. And y'all like my content, so I know there's some stuff that y'all missed that you might want to catch up on. Plenty of good content up there as well. So, Sports Web TV, YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Search, check the videos out, hit the like button, the thumbs up on the videos that you like. And then hit that bell, so you will be alerted when new content goes up. Also, audio, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Anchor, iHeartRadio or most of where you get your podcast. Folks, thank you all for tuning in. I definitely appreciate you, and I will see you all right back here next week. Enjoy.